We didn't. We didn't stop the podcast, Dane. We're still here. We're just. We're just busy. We're busy men. Busy family men. Like I like yourself. Helping, I was. I was helping my mailman out with the mail. He was a little behind. Yeah, I. I that's my favorite episode of Seinfeld. And Jerry's wearing the mail. <laughs> mail wearing yeah, the- trying to get Newman off off to Hawaii. And then he starts turning into Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like mail on a Sunday, and he's like. Eh. <laughs> All right, we're back. We missed a week. That's all right. We uh, last week was our bye week. You didn't know. Check the schedule. <laughs> but here we are. We are ready. Um, we're we're going to jump into the pick them on the games. There's a, actually a lot of other stuff going on too. We got a little preseason NBA basketball going on. Um, Wilder the Fury. Wilder the Bulls spanked the shit out of the Pelicans. I know that felt good for for Alonzo and the um, Cats. And the Cavs, yeah, um, they're they're going to be a good team, man. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm hoping so. I'm gonna have to check the overs on. Uh, I'm going to ride win totals. This, I'm going to ride this preseason wave <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. I I was looking at some win totals uh, for some season long bets, and uh, the Pistons win total is pretty low. Um, it's like 24, um, and I think we won 22 last year. I can't see any way we're not two games better, but who the hell knows. Uh, here we are, here we are, here we are. And Wilder Fury, the undercard's going on right now. This dude is getting hit the shit kicked out of him. His left eye is completely swollen. It was like completely swollen shut in the first round. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name, though. All right. Uh, uh, we're, let's get started here. Uh, week five picks. Now, we, we already, one game is in the books. I have picked the Rams. I was correct in that. And I'm feeling real good about my uh, Rams over 10 and a half wins. Uh, that we did on the bet battles too, by the way, I went and checked some of those the other day, like to see how I feel about some of them. I think that that one and Brandon Staley for coach of the year, definitely my best calls. Um, Brandon Staley's uh, a rock star, but the Rams went into Seattle, took care of business. I almost picked Seattle, almost picked Seattle. I was like, I don't know. Seattle's really tough at home. 12th man doesn't really matter to me that Chris Carson's out because Alex Collins is is honestly I think Alex Collins runs just as hard as as Chris Carson I think he's a little bit better receiver too but it didn't matter Russ fucked his finger up and it was it that was well, a wrap Stafford fucked his finger up yeah he did but not not as bad as Russ though he was but he was throwing it definitely affected his yeah. throws. He missed a bunch. He threw a of couple throws. of ducks. He, he was off. He wasn't great even from the beginning yeah. in that game. But um, he's, he, this is this is what I mean by I hate the when when you see these the you know the big TV analysts mm-hmm. and they crown somebody greatest quarterback after a game. Mm-hmm. Like I just you know some I, I heard I think it was Chris Collinsworth was like he is he's playing the best football of his career. And I was like, that's because you didn't see him play in Detroit. Yeah, he won games with a terrible Lions team. In fact, you know what I saw today? The last time the Detroit Lions won a game and Matthew Stafford wasn't their starting quarterback was 11 years ago. 
So that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I, that's what I hate when, when they plump somebody up. Uh, I just heard, I heard today on NFL network. I, I think it might've been Michael Robinson said Dak Prescott might be the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah. That's craziness. And I'm like, that, that just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. No, no, it's, it's, it's knee jerk reaction. It's hyperbole. It's, and I believe me, we've both said things that were like caught up in the moment and you backtracking like, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but they, I feel like they do it all the time, all the time. And and then you get, you get the, the novice. I I like to call them the, the novice fans. We are not novice fans. And we know people who are not novice fans and understand how things work. But you get the people out here who I swear on Sunday they're at Home Depot and Hobby Lobby checking the wives. score. Yep. Right. And they and they check scores on their phone. They look at stats. Then they go home and they watch ESPN and they're super fans. They're the ones that get on Facebook and go into these uh, the fan pages and are like, oh, you got to. Tr- I saw I saw people saying because. Unfortunately, Kittle is out for three at least three yeah. weeks. You gotta trade him. We should have traded him instead of paying him. If we if, if the 49ers had to traded Kittle, they would have lost their mind. Been the same person, like, Gar- garbage franchise. And just keep Ross dwelling. Yeah. You know, like I can't stand people. <laughs> there, there, there are some meatballs out there. But my, you know, my takeaways from from Thursday's game is Deshaun Jackson. This no, it's all right. Deshaun Jack. I'm sure we'll get back on that subject as we start discussing some of these other games. Deshaun Jackson still got some speed. That that dude. It's a shame, man. You start thinking about what his career could have been had he not gotten uh, injured so much. But you know, with with well, this the size that he has, it was yeah. going to be really hard for that not to happen. I mean, he's he's got the body of a teenage boy. Yeah. Yeah, man, but hey, that was impressive. That one, uh, that one, like a, that, yeah, like a sixty-three yarder or something like that. Yeah, right? he when just he, he kind of he stopped for the pulled ball. away. Yep, yeah. But he still has some speed. But in years past, he would have scored easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He there was scored easily. He and it looked like he ran out of gas. Yeah, it kind of did. It he looked he, like he ran out of gas. He still know. got he still got enough speed to to. Right. To get by on on his speed though, though that was that was impressive. Right. Um, but right. Seattle's in trouble. Uh, they're uh, I think didn't you pick them to finish last in the division? Or did you pick Arizona to finish last? Yeah. I did. And even though Seattle beat San Francisco last week, I still don't think they're a very good football team. Even with Russ, I I heard it uh, put pretty well today. Um, I don't think Seattle has an identity yet. You don't know exactly who they are, right? They're they're doing whatever Russ can get them. Like Russell Wilson is an all-time great football player. Yeah. And whenever he can make a play, he makes the play. But you can't live off. They're going literal hats, literally hats of football without doing anything. Mm -hmm. Last week in the Niners game I'm watching, and I thought it could have been a blowout. They had they had negative yards until about three minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, and I saw that somebody was like, "There, the fact that this game is still close is is a travesty." Right. The fact that it was it was close was making me think that we were going to lose that game. 
Yeah. Um, I Pete Carroll's very stubborn. He's I I don't I I feel like you know at the beginning of last year they were letting Russ throw the ball, but they were winning games on a. There was a lot of luck involved in there, Seattle's wins last. There year. was the 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 balls bounced their way a lot, a lot. It may have to do something with Russell Wilson's prayer. I don't know, but. The guy, you know, guys like a, a saint and you know football pads. So yeah, I understand that he gets a couple extra calls, get, gets a couple extra freakish plays go his way. I understand that it's built into the script technology. Yeah, so the, there, I, I honestly think a lot of it has to do with Carol. Uh, somebody suggested, I uh, can't remember who it was, but. That uh, it, it, with Russ being out and the season basically going to be a wash, um, it might be a good time for them to hit the reset button on everything, on on front office, on coaching, on Russ. Um, the, the problem with hitting the reset button on Russ is going to be twofold. One, he's still got a lot left in the tank, and he's a very good quarterback. And two, right. they don't want a first-round pick next year. So it's that's going to be a hard thing for them to do. I don't think they have to go full – reset because I think a new coach is time. It's time for a new coach. Could be, but here's the thing. They haven't had marquee defensive players. I think they haven't drafted well. No, but they've had enough on offense. I mean, look at the weapons that he's had. I mean, they finally got, I don't want to say it's under control, but the offensive lines improved at least. And it doesn't see, it's not leading to, to more points. They've had they've had two years, in my opinion, to to kind of get things right because in in 2019 the Rams had a bunch of injuries and kind of fell off from their Super Bowl year, and then last year the 49ers had a whole bunch of injuries and fell off from their Super Bowl run. They've had two years to kind of put some pieces together. And they haven't done it. They have weapons. They've got Metcalf and they've got Lockett. And of course they have Wilson. Chris and they, they had Jimmy Graham and wasted him because I mean, before the Bears stopped using him completely, which is infuriating. He's not even on the field. Um, and it's not infuriating because I want them to play him. It's infuriating because they shouldn't have kept him. <laughs> if this is what they were going to do, they should Kyle Fuller should be out there. But anyway, um, they had Jimmy Graham when he still had plenty left in the tank, and it, that really never worked. No. So no, you got to have to start to blame some of this on Carroll. And they've had I mean, several different offensive coordinators, too. But Jimmy Graham has, has done well with the Saints and Drew Brees, and he did okay with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so those, you, are two, those are two teams that like to use the tight end. So you missed your pick this week, but who would you have picked? And don't say the Rams because they won. <laughs> I, I, I would not have picked Seattle. Yeah, I, I, would, I really I didn't think the game was going to be this close. Yeah. I, I, I really didn't think the game would be that close, especially with um, it being a division game. The, uh, and I feel like the Rams are trying to solidify 
who they are. I think the Rams are the best team in the division. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so Kirk too. Mitchell, even though Arizona's undefeated for now, um, I still would would say the Rams are are going to be the toughest the toughest game for everybody in that in uh, in that division. Yeah, so. yeah, they're 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 a pretty complete football team. They're not perfect, but they're pretty damn they're not good. Per- they're not perfect. They're not perfect by you know by any means, but um, it's the the way they can score fast. Yeah, yeah, and with the chunk plays that they get, I think is the scariest part. I think they would have been better with Acres too. It's a shame that he got hurt. They would have been significantly better. With a with, yeah. with a solid running back back there, but I mean Anderson, honestly, both both Anderson, of these guys are they're both filling in, you know, because you can get running backs anywhere. Uh, Jets, Jets, Falcons. Absolutely, uh, the first round. Speak speaking of time to start blaming, I think it's time to start blaming Matt Ryan because they've changed just about everything over there, and they still suck. Now their defense has been pretty bad, but man, they're just not a good football team, and this is a tough one for me to pick. I really don't know. Um, Calvin Ridley's out, which is not a great thing. And the Jets defense has actually been pretty damn good. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go with the Jets in this one. Can they put together a win streak? I, I, um, I don't know the last time that I picked the Jets to win a game. We certainly didn't pick them last week. That's for damn sure. No, no. And. I did pick them this week. There you go. And I went back and forth. I'm like, the Falcons are terrible. They are. And, They're and terrible. I the Calvin Ridley draft or sorry, um Kyle Pitts draft pick looks like a complete waste. Not because he's not a good player, but because they're just using so him weird. like he's just a regular tight end. Right. They're not they're, moving him around. They are a little bit, but not as much as they should be. They're not right. they, they're not being they even as creative him like, with him as they were in the preseason. Right. They have to, they, I feel like they have to use him. They should watch how Vegas plays Waller and how Kansas City uses Kelsey. Cause I think those, those are the two guys that he's most like. He's probably faster than both of them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They can use him like they used Julio Jones. He's like, you know, obviously not yeah. as polished of a route runner, but. I don't know. It's just it seems like a complete waste, and and is even more. I don't more... know if he's as strong. I don't know if he's as strong as Julio. But no, he's probably not. But how, how about Cordero Patterson, though, man? What what that is the story of the fantasy football season? This dude is just getting. He's just getting everything. <laughs> he's getting all all the catches. He's getting an insane amount of targets. He's getting carries. He that that um that. Uh, analysis earlier in the year that he it might be their Derrick Henry. It, I mean, obviously they're using him differently in the passing game. Although Henry's finally being used in the passing game, but they are really they're they're relying on him a pretty decent amount. Um, and I, I love, by the way, his catch prop in this game is four and a half. Uh, I told I love that with uh, with Ridley being out. I'll tell you I, the when he was on the Bears. I was like, if they put somebody like Cordero Patterson in, like the Rams, the Packers, the Niners, anybody in that 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 type of offense that uses the fullback in a lot of different passing schemes 
And if you got him into space with some of the, you know how like you check gets some plays in space. Yeah. Like a lot of wheel routes and stuff like that. Just yeah, stuff, stuff like to get that. him matched up on linebackers. Right. Could you imagine that with Patterson? With yeah. His speed and, and, and that was Nag, Nagy would run him in, in the, in the a gap and, um, you know, throw throw a screen to him when when it was clear that he was the one getting the ball. I mean, don't get me wrong; he had some productive games for us. I mean, there there were games where like I, I remember him picking up a few you know big first downs on third down. But Nagy would always fourth down would be a dive with Cordero Patterson every time he wanted to go for it on fourth down. It was just completely like, you uncreative. don't have to use him as a featured player. He he's better off on that when you kind of sneak him in there, and it's it's that that third down player, that, that red zone play that nobody's looking, nobody's thinking Patterson. I feel like they're using Patterson the way they should be using Pitts. <laughs> probably. You're probably right about that. But um, I mean, uh, on the other side with the Jets, Zach Wilson's made some, some really terrible decisions. Yeah. But his – arm is legit he's got a really good arm he's got a he's got like the way he throws on the run like you saw some of that in his pro day that made everybody kind of all the you know everybody was salivating over him yeah and it's probably his mom too but um that he's making he made a throw like that uh last week where he was kind of running and he had somebody in his face and he was off of one foot kind of leaning and he fired it like 45 yards on the money. He's and got like, some physical tools. Absolutely. Right. does. If he, if he stops making the, the silly mistakes, you know, instead of trying to force it in, you know, fires it out of bounds, lives to play another day. He could be good, but you know, when he gets out of, you know, when he gets out of the jets, he gets out of East Rutherford. Well, I think he gets another win here. I don't know. I, I don't. I, yeah. I'm not real confident about it, but it just feels right. It just we're feels going right. to agree on that. And uh, yeah, he'll get it. He'll get a win, and they will. Uh, they'll give him the Mac Jones two two uh, two week rookie of the year award. <laughs> Remember, Mac Jones had those two good games to yep. the season where he didn't really do anything. He just didn't do anything terrible. Yes. And they said he was the best quarterback in the draft. Packers Bengals. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm picking the Bengals. Okay. I'm picking the Bengals. It just feels right. Not as absurd as it sounds. It's not. I mean, the Bengals are a pretty competitive football team. And even without Mixon. I feel like offensively they match up with what Green Bay doesn't do well defensively. Jair Alexander went to IR. They just signed Jalen Smith. That well, he wasn't playing that great anyway. Um, I hadn't seen. I mean, I hadn't seen a ton of it. I know his his grade was pretty good, but he's a solid player. What they have oh, behind yeah, him, not is, so much. Yeah, he, he wasn't is, playing some of his best he football. Gave, he gave up a couple of big catches. I know in the Niners game. Mm-hmm. Um. Who did they play last week? Uh, Denver. I think Denver. Was it? I think so. I forget. Let me see. I don't know, but I, I saw there was there was a couple of big catches on him last week too. 
but he also made an insane interception. So uh, Steelers. Yeah, they played the Steelers. Yeah, they played the Steelers. But uh, I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go Green Bay. That's the smart think, pick. Uh, I just feel, I don't know. I just feel like this is like Joe Burrow's like signature yeah. win for this season. I feel like, I feel like this is the, this is the part of the season where Aaron Rodgers starts to be MVP Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to win a bunch of regular season games before he goes home early. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think this is one of those games that Green Bay wins. It's you know I don't I don't know that they blow the Bengals out or anything, but no, I think it's going to be a competitive game either way. And and they win, they win, and uh, I'll go up a game on you. (laughs) Listen, I I see a lot of Packers Twitter on my timeline because I do follow follow. You hate the Packers. I do hate the Packers. I, I do follow some of the Packers beat reporters. There's one guy that I actually have blocked because he, he's a complete asshole. Like he's just, he's one of those guys who he criticized the Bears for taking David Montgomery in the second round saying, you don't take a running back that early in the draft. And then when they took AJ Dillon, when they didn't need a running back at all in the second round, he was like, this is a game changing pick for the Packers. He's a complete homer. But the amount of Packers fans that are excited about Jalen Smith coming to Green Bay, it just proves they don't watch any football and they don't use any common sense. They're if, just looking at the name. If he was still a player, would they have let him go midseason like this and said, fuck it, you just got to go. We'll pay your salary. It just it, use a little common sense. Right. He didn't. It's not like he got into it's not like he got into some big trouble or some big scandal. They just didn't like the way he played football. Yeah. And he was that still image of him. And I know still images are very tough to when he's diving for the pay. (laughs) And he's like like 20 yards away. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that's just one of my favorite stills from the season so far. Um, Look, I get it. I mean, you're happy you signed a player at a position of need understand and you recognize the name that's cool but don't i saw some some hackers fans were like oh this this seals it we're, we're going to the super bowl <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> bro are you fucking serious <clears throat> um so i'm picking cincinnati i don't feel great about it it's just a gut feeling um here's one that i don't get so we're going to talk football and then we'll talk spread on this one um detroit minnesota dalvin cook still banged up detroit has been competitive in every single game. They were borderline competitive in the Bears game. They, it wasn't. It never really felt like the game was out of reach. Uh, that snap that hit off of Jared Goff's face and went right to Blau Nichols was that not the most Lions play ever? <laughs> the, you know the funny part about that, the play before that, Goff threw a pick. Uh, I think it was uh, Houston Carson pick, and the ball like touched the ground, and they reversed the interception. On uh, on replay, and then the very next play that happened. So he was desperately trying to get rid of that ball in the red zone. But I don't feel like I picked Minnesota to win the game. I think Minnesota wins the game, but Detroit is getting ten points. Yeah, it, th- I think that, that's, a, that's, a that's insane because Detroit could de- listen. 
Detroit has been in some games. And a couple plays here or there, they have a win or two. They were beating Green Bay at halftime. At halftime. They were competitive with Chicago for well no it was I think it was 21 nothing at half or 14 nothing 21 nothing early they, have? they were in the red zone what three times <laughs> in the red zone three times inside the 10 uh inside with, the five twice with and came away with zero points but that's that stupid fucking coach kick right, but, the field goal kick the field goal but, it would have been 14 six yeah but those are and and those are the things that I'm saying you know like one game they might be able to pull a couple of those off. They could accidentally make some good decisions. It's possible. They could, acc- they could accidentally fall into a couple of really good plays. And this is the type of team that they could beat. That's what I feel like Minnesota is the, is the team that also loses games because of, like, like, I feel like Minnesota is a team that you look back on a lot of their games and you're like, one or two plays mm-hmm. and we and we win this game. You know? And they're yeah. usually involving Kirk, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Typically. He's played okay this year, though. He's played pretty no, well. Yes. Listen, you hate Kirk Cousins. I do. And, and well, you want to know why I hate Kirk Cousins? Because he's played pretty well this year, and they're one and three. Because he's just not a winner. He's not. Um, but I'm, I am picking Minnesota. There is a sound bite of him that proves that he has won. Yes, there is. And, and I, I love that soundbite. I love, there are some things about the dude that I like. Um, I just don't think he's a winner. Listen, <laughs> and I he love proven he's a winner. He drove, I love the fact that he drove that his grandfather's, he's still driving his grandfather's van. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He is, his grandfather gave, he had like a conversion van from like, it's like a 1986 conversion van. And he was driving it in Washington. You know, he was like a fifth round pick or whatever, third round pick. Cause, you know, everybody needs to pick two quarterbacks in a draft. Yeah. I worked out. And and the the one that they maybe could have built on, they let go. Right. So uh, but I thought that that was cool. But I got Minnesota winning this game, not by 10. Uh, I think it's gonna be a little closer than that. I'd say something like 27-24, Minnesota wins on a, a late score. Denver at Pittsburgh. I just changed this pick. Uh, I had picked Denver, and then I'm just sitting here staring at it, and I don't think Pittsburgh drops to one and four. Um, Bridgewater's out, which to me what that means is I think Drew Locke has a couple of big plays. Pittsburgh's uh, secondary can be vulnerable to the big play, but I think they probably forced Drew Locke into several turnovers, probably a pick six somewhere in there too. Uh, So at home, I am picking Pittsburgh. But that you got, I mean, I mean, we've seen we've seen Dane's change from preseason to now. Like he was like all, all in on him, and you know, Najee's gonna rush for 120 yards. And yes, and Najee's been good. I got that. Um, Listen, and you know, Ben's not washed and all that. And now he's like thinking about who who they who they're gonna get next to play quarterback for them. I, um, they've got a lot of offensive problems. I said, I said to, I said to he and my lovely wife. I said, Jimmy Garoppolo would probably be your next quarterback. He'd, he'd be an upgrade to Ben Roethlisberger. He definitely and would both be. And both of them laughed in my face. 
Um, I think Dane still would just because he's stubborn, but you can't, I, I don't, I don't think objectively you can say that um, Ben's playing any, he's just not playing good football. He has, he has, he has, he's playing like he's 39 years old. Right? Yeah. He's 39. Uh, yeah. 39. Uh, One of the two. Yeah. Late 30s for sure. But, we are both in that age bracket and our bodies are not finely tuned. Like, well, I don't, I don't know that Ben was ever finely tuned, but well, in yeah, better shape than me for sure. Recently, but, um, when I see Ben get off of the ground, he gets off of the ground the same exact way. That Relu- I reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Like contemplating, could I just stay down here for the rest of my life? <laughs> would, would anybody notice? Can I take the next snap from down here? Yeah. I mean, these are things that would go through my mind. If I was, if I had this body in an NFL game and I got hit, like he was getting hit, uh, I'd be like, you know, Hey, does anybody else want to take a couple plays? I'm okay with it. You know, like you want to play like the second quarter. There's a pretty real possibility that Pittsburgh finishes last in this division. Um. Yeah, because they have a very difficult schedule. I hate to say they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. And the funniest thing is, I think the best team they've played so far is the one they beat. Yes, (laughs) they definitely are. They definitely are. Um, So. So You can throw out one a lot of times. I'm, I'm picking Denver just on the simple fact that the last time that I picked against Pittsburgh it was week they, one. So, all right. So, so we're going reverse I'm, juju. I'm throwing, I'm throwing some of the people I love a bone. So I'm getting back this game is what you're telling and me. I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm picking against, I'm picking against Pittsburgh. All right. Miami at Tampa Bay. Uh, this game also has a large spread. Miami, uh, Tampa Bay is uh, favored by nine and a half. I think they cover this one. This is going to be a blowout. Miami has. I thought, the, I thought you were about to say something crazy. Now, Miami has the worst pass blocking grade in the NFL, and they're going against one of the better pass rushing teams in the NFL. Although Tampa Bay second of Florida. Yeah, and uh, of Florida is under and he's gonna want some revenge after. Yeah, I know they won, but and and he statistically like graded pretty well. But I know he wanted to go out there and throw for like four touchdowns and absolutely blow them away. Do you think he? Do you think he remembers that game when the Patriots? I mean, the the Dolphins did those fifty laterals. Yep, at the very end. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, he look. He's always beating the shit out of Miami, um, and they did steal. They, they stole two. Away, they stole right? two. Yeah, they stole two wins from them uh, over the years like that. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. I think it was like a hail mary or something at the end. Uh, but you know, he knows the team pretty well. Obviously, playing in uh, in the AFC East for for a lot of years. But uh, Tampa Tampa Bay is a significantly better team, and they've got jo- Jacoby Brissett under center. They're pretty banged up also, Miami is. So uh, Tampa Bay wins this one easily. I actually have them to cover uh, in this game too. Yeah, I got Tampa. And, yeah, I think Tampa's going to put that proverbial mud hole stopping Mm -hmm. into Miami's booty hole. Yeah, as as far as money lines go, this is a no-brainer. This is this is your no Vaseline game of the week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, uh, there's 
Uh, I had New England, Houston as a, as a lock too, but man, have you seen what's going on with? I mean, we'll get to New England, but their offensive line is destroyed. They're only starting one guy who started Week One. Um, they just had to put two two starters on the COVID list. So, all right, next up, New Orleans at Washington. I still feel like these are two teams that. I mean, I really don't know how to feel about either one of them. I think New Orleans' strength is their defense. I think Jameis is still kind of who we thought he was. Washington defense regressed just like I thought it would. They're giving up some points. Their secondary has okay, not been genius. very good. Who's your pick? <laughs> uh, it's New Orleans, <laughs> but I don't. I this is a coin flip. I really don't know. Like I don't feel good about this. I almost went with Washington just because they're the home team, but that never works out well for me. Um, so I, I do. I, I'm picking New Orleans. Uh, I think they have the better roster. Um, and you know, for all and and I understand that quarter. Believe me, I understand that quarterback sacks are not the be all end all that tells you how you're rushing rushing the passer. But um, Chase Young has no sacks so far this season. Like you got to luck into one. The one sack that he had, he had half a sack and it got taken away from him. <laughs> they they changed the uh, the scoring on it. So he is definitely pressuring the quarterback the though season, it was he is definitely pressuring the quarterback and um they're they're giving him some extra attention he's getting that superstar treatment it's just not jiving for washington uh the way they're using gibson is just odd i don't understand the infatuation with mckissick I they, like it because we have McKissick. Right. And I don't like it because I have Gibson. <laughs> but the the whole the whole um Gibson's gonna be our Christian McCaffrey is just it's bullshit. He's barely getting any touches. I don't know off the top of my head what he's averaging, but I'm gonna say it's probably in a neighborhood like 13 touches a game. Um McKissick has the, the best. wiggle. He's the best he the back on that roster. He he does, but Gibson could be used so much more in the past. He guy's a wide college wide receiver. So and he's busted some big plays. He's had a seventy-three yard touchdown and a forty-three yard touchdown this year. Yeah. So I just well, like don't I, I don't quite understand the the reluctance to to just lean on him. I'm um, going. And they do get Curtis Samuel back. Um, he was back last week too. Um, he he had four targets. He caught all four targets. But I I, I think that he's actually going to end up taking some some uh, touches away from Gibson too because they're going to use him in some reverses and out of the backfield and you know the stuff that they used to use him on Carolina. Well, I'm going to go Washington um, because they're the home team and they're. Didn't you hear me? I said that never works. Well, it never, never works, works for me. <laughs> it never works for me. All right, so you got Washington. I got New Orleans. These are these. I there are some teams that I feel like I have a pretty pretty good read on. You know, uh, mm-hmm. roughly a quarter of the way into the season, these are not two teams. I have not been able to figure New Orleans out all year. I think I've picked every single one of their games wrong. Yeah, um, Alvin Kamara, please get some touches. <laughs> Philly at Carolina. Uh, Carolina's defense really sucked ass last week. Um, yes, they gave up a lot of points. The uh, negative fantasy. The, the Cowboys are really able to move the ball on them. I think you've seen a couple of things from Carolina. One, the offenses that they played to start the season were not great. So I think their defense was playing a little bit over its head. But I think you just you, you've seen already how big of a loss it was to lose J.C. Horn, who was my favorite corner in the draft. 
but you gotta love what Marty Herney's doing. Heard it cornerback trade for CJ Anderson, first round pick of the, um, of the uh, Jaguars and then trade for Stefan Gilmore, like yeah. get it right. Get, get some depth. I love it. I love the aggression. I think he feels like they have a real shot to win that division. And then once you get to the playoffs, who knows, anything could happen. Injuries could happen. They could just get hot at the right time. He he's really running with this. And I feel good about Carolina's defense going up against Philly. Philly strength though, is their offensive line. I'm picking Carolina. Um, I, Jalen Hurts has played pretty well this year, though. He's got a pretty good. I think he's like a like a 79 passer rating uh, with a clean pocket and like a 68 or 69 passer rating under pressure, which isn't too too bad. Um, he he's been better than I expected. I, I feel like uh, Hurts has been exactly what I expected. Um, I Did you expect it in like- this this season though? Year two. Yeah, I think I think he's actually been a little bit better than I expected. I think he's been um, when he's on, he's really on. Um, and I said it. I was like, when he's off, he reverts to he. I think he loses a little confidence in his accuracy. Yeah, and he likes to tuck and, and he run. Starts to run. Yeah. The only difference is in the NF, like when he was in college. You know, especially I watched him a lot more when he was at OU than when he was at Alabama. By the way, Boomer Sooner, beautiful win today. Mm. Um, he would he would have games where he was having trouble making plays, making the throws, and it wasn't even that it it was there was pressure or he didn't know who to throw to. He just didn't he didn't have confidence and you know how a lot of these quarterbacks will get like short passes going to get their confidence. He would bust off two 20 yard runs and then he'd start to throw the ball. Well, and he's done that in a couple of games. He's had a couple of runs that kind of got him going. And then it, it almost gives him a boost. Like, okay, I made a good play. They're not going to kill me for, for missing a throw. So I think when, when he gets settled, He's he's a pretty good quarterback. It's just getting him settled. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a super accurate passer, but I think he's going to be in that. Like, I mean, accuracy doesn't really. That's not really one of those things that improves that drastically. It can, of course, improve with practice. Well, a lot of a lot of it is mechanics. Yeah, and and decision making too, right? So yeah. you, you you make the decision not to throw to that tight window because you know your accuracy. So as your decision making gets better, it makes your accuracy looks better, right. and then you, you pro- fix some of your mechanics. Right, and as as the faster you process things, the more time you have to make sure your feet are set, shoulders square, you're delivering a good ball. Yeah, but he does a lot of that you know, you know, happy feet passing and firing them at people's, you know, I've seen him fire in a million shins. <laughs> if shins were hands, he'd have a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's had, but I, I don't know if there's a stat for this, but I feel like that the passes that he'd missed have been more right. often any other quarterback. I told every Eagles fan that I talked to about this, that if you liked Donovan McNabb, you'll like Hurts. If you hated Donovan McNabb, you're going to hate Hurts. I, I feel like that's 
that's the guy he's like, you know, because yeah, he's going to do some things that make you go, oh, man, this guy's amazing. And right. he's going to do some things that make you want to jump off a bridge. But Devonta Smith will will help him uh, look good. Yeah, but I like I like what they've done, good. done surrounding him with talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, who are you picking? But I'm going, I'm going Carolina, Carolina. Going All right. Carolina. The- um, and there's no McCaffrey. Uh, he said, I'm definitely playing this week, but he's not playing. <laughs> so I, I think they're just holding him out. I, I feel like they think we can beat Philly without you. Let's, let's not risk yeah. it. I, I, I think they still, I think they, I think it's one of those grind them out games and it's going to come, but it's going to come down to which one of these quarterbacks is going to make the big mistake, big fumble, big interception. One of them is going to do it. Both of them can, both of them have the potential to do it. Uh, by the way, I'm benching Robbie Anderson in fantasy, so guaranteed this is the week that he goes off. Um, oh, yeah. you, you know what I did last week? I was so sure I was going to lose my fantasy game against Ron, which <sighs> he didn't even set his lineup, and I still lost. Um, I was so positive that Keenan Allen was going to leave me short of the points that I needed that I bet mm-hmm. the under on his receiving yards. So I may have lost my game, but I won two units. So <laughs> it is, it is what it is. It, it just, it, I, I don't understand how they're using Keenan Allen. I, we could talk about that when we get to the chargers, but at one point he had like six catches for 22 yards. Like what the fuck is that? Like they've yeah. turned him into like a, a hitch receiver. Right. Uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville lock of the week right here. Tennessee is only um, favored uh, by four and a half. That's I get it. Jacksonville's at home. Trevor Lawrence has been better. Julio's not playing. Julio's not playing. Yep. But you know, they got embarrassed. They still have that goddamn Mack truck in the backyard. They got embarrassed last week. And um, Derek Henry always, always choose Jacksonville up. And they're not any better defensively than they have been in the past. So this is a 150 plus rushing yard game for, for Derrick Henry. Um, I think AJ Brown is probably going to play. And I, I think he Tennessee comes out, Tennessee comes out fired up. Rabel has him ready. Um, Jacksonville drops to zero and five. Um, just want to see Trevor Lawrence improve a little bit. I'm excited over what we saw out of Chenault last week. They started to use him as a number one receiver and not this like kind of gimmick player, mm-hmm. um, which is potentially interesting because if they can get him to be a true outside receiver and then they get Etienne back next year and And they can, they can use. Yeah. I think, I think shark, I think it might be a free agent next year though. Um, They get ATN back and make him the gadget player could be, could be kind of interesting, but I think Jacksonville is not going to win this game. I think they will continue their losing streak. Um, actually, let's take a look at their schedule. Um, go ahead. You give me your pick and while I'm looking well, up Jacksonville's schedule. Listen, uh, you said it all, and I'm going Tennessee um, because I don't really care who Jacksonville's playing. My rule of thumb this year is if Jacksonville's playing, I pick the other team. I like Trevor Lawrence, um, like James uh, Robinson, but – you know, I feel like Jacksonville's going to be that team that gives you, you know, they gives you a 
the you know a couple of plays they make they're going to make a couple of big plays because they have big play guys but they don't have uh, a winning football team so I don't have them winning any games their coach is a philander <laughs> did you hear how they broke their huddle the other day at practice and, a, and a, you know this guy's this this guy has had more thumbs up uh 20 year olds asses this year <laughs> than wins and that's a bad recipe man well you, can't you can't go sticking your thumb in 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 uh co-ed's asses I, I see Jacksonville's first win, by the way. I'm looking at the schedule, and I think it may be their only win. But did you hear? Did you hear how they broke their huddle the other day? <laughs> no, I did not. They said three, two, one, grind, <laughs> and that was like that actually happened. That's not a joke. So I think they're they're even making fun of their coach at this well, point. Well, from from what I hear, um, he uh, they, they, there's a lot of reports. I know they're just reports, but um, where there's smoke, there's fire. Not- yeah, he is not beloved uh, by management, by players. Uh, I heard he had several meetings with staff and some, uh, I guess, the hierarchy of the team, and none of them went well. You know, and it, it basically, I, I think he has the mentality that he's still uh, – you know, the untouchable guy from, you know, Ohio State, Ohio State Florida, Florida. Yeah. You know, and he's the the king of of that area. And it's not like that anymore. You can't go around and do whatever the hell you want. So I agree. Um, um, I think I, I think I see their their only win of the season, though. You ready? Yeah. It happens to a week from tomorrow. They play Miami in London. So I think I think I that just feels like a win to me. Um Jacksonville's plays in London regularly. Um, you can I, I well um, next week I'll remind you when you pick Miami. Nope, you some bitch, you pick nope, Jacksonville. I, I am. I'm gonna pick Jacksonville. That's it. That's <laughs> I better it. see Jack. I'm writing it down. I'm making myself a note. I'm making my picks Aaron's now. Picking Jacksonville. Jacksonville. New England at Houston. Um, New England's offensive line's decimated. They had just had to put two starters on, on the COVID list. Uh, David Andrews is the only starter that remains from week one on that offensive line. But luckily for them, they're playing Houston, uh, who somehow is not winless. Oh, oh, I remember how. They played Jacksonville week one. So um, Davis Mills at quarterback, though, I don't. They're not going to win any games with him. They're just not. I mean, he's he he looked okay in that one Thursday night game, and it's just been all downhill from there. So, if if Houston had Deshaun Watson under center, he would make he would he would make dynamic plays and lead them to a, a six or seven win season just on him making dynamic plays they wouldn't be a a playoff team or anything with Deshaun. and i think that's one of their stances on on the situation is you're great but you're not going to be able to pull us out of the the pit by yourself so you're right jackson mills is not going to to do it for houston um i think 
Bill Belichick is going to throw the kitchen sink at this dude and New England's defense wins this game mm-hmm. uh, for them. And because, uh, look, New England played well against Tampa. Last they week. did. They hung in there. They played well. And I don't know. I, I, I refuse to count uh, New England out. I mean, not New England, uh, Tampa Bay out because I've seen Tom Brady teams catch fire in week nine too many times to say that eh, I don't think Tampa Bay is that good. But right now, I don't think Tampa Bay is great. I just think that they're going to beat teams that they are supposed to beat. And that's what happened last week. But New England is going to beat Houston this week. Houston has lost their last three games by a combined score of 95 to 30. So that tells you gonna, everything that you need to know. You're going to love this next one for you, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it out of the way now. I'm picking Las Vegas. Two reasons. Uh, one, uh, Chicago has proven they don't do very well against teams with good pass rushes. And for some reason, Las Vegas has a good pass rush. Now I heard a very, very interesting breakdown on the, um, the Raiders pass rush. They have played some of the lowest graded offensive lines in the league. So we don't know if the lines have made the pass rush or the pass rush has made the lines because it can work both ways this early in the season, but Chicago's offensive line is not great. Although they were pretty good last week. Helps that Detroit does not have a pass rush in the slightest bit. Um, I will say this, though. Jason Peters is getting stronger and better. There was a play last week. Uh, it was a running play with Montgomery. Uh, it was a toss to the outside. And Peters got in front of him, and boy, he's still strong. And he's he's sort of... Dude is six foot nine yeah. and 360 pounds. He and he's getting he's getting back in football shape. He's getting his legs back. So that brings me some optimism. They still did not do very much to help Justin Fields last week in terms of like moving the pocket. The play calling was much better. Loved what Laser did with him. Um, Mooney's his guy. Like they're like best friends. They they spend every waking moment together off the field. Um, so they have a real connection, and I think it's fantastic that finally he's got somebody to throw him the ball. That sixty four yarder was a thing of beauty. It was a, is a really nice pass. Um, he is one of the highest graded quarterbacks. And granted, it's only really one game, um, but um, throws 20 yards down the field. He's got like a 94.3 uh, grade. He loves to throw the deep ball. He missed a couple of checkdowns though. So that's, uh, that's something you got to watch out for because it could, could get you into a little bit of trouble, trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Las Vegas here. I'm hoping it's a little reverse juju. If we had Montgomery, I'd feel a little bit better about it. Although, watch for Khalil Herbert. The day after the Montgomery injury, Bears traded for Jakeem Grant, wide receiver, more importantly, kick returner from the Miami Dolphins. They did that because Khalil Herbert's going to get some run and he's going to carry the ball, and they didn't want to have to use their their kick returner um, carrying the ball so much. So I think Damian Williams is the lead back, but I definitely think it's much more of a 50-50 split with Khalil Herbert and uh, and Damian Williams. So um, I, I'm excited to see what this, this kid does. But Vegas has just been pretty good. I do think they're closer to the team we saw last week than, than the team we saw the first three weeks. I think they were playing a little bit over their head. Um, they're the number one graded uh, PFF 
Number one graded pass rushing team, number one graded um, coverage team. Now, those two are related, obviously. The better pass rush you get, the better coverage. I, I, I still not sold there as good as they've played in some of these games, uh, but I think it's still you know early in the in the season. And I think Fields is still still working some things out. Uh, I am picking picking the Raiders. See, and I'm going Chicago, sweet home Chicago. So I'll be happy no matter the result of this game. I either pick up a game on you or my Bears win. So here's the reason why. Justin Fields is a big game guy. This is this, and I feel and every game in the NFL is big game. Okay. I I, I just feel like he's the guy who's built for a team. He's a good guy that's built for a team with a shaky offensive line. He throws well with people in his face. Remember the throw he had at Clem, uh, against Clemson when he literally – he just got drilled right in, on the chin, and he threw about a 55-yard dime. Yep. Touchdown. That, like, broke the back of Clemson. Like, that's the kind of shit that I see in Justin Fields. And I also see Las Vegas, they seem to always lose – these games that they should win everybody thinks they should win and i think chicago i think their defense is going to make some big plays force their car to make some mistakes is this uh is this the khalil mack revenge game this could be the khalil mack revenge game by the way all of the black all of the black players on the bears are going to be thinking about John Gruden. About John Gruden. Listen, it it did factor into me that this might that might be a little bit of a distraction for for the Raiders. Um, So, can we talk about Mister Mister Robert Quinn here? My man is back. Yo, my man is balling. He yeah he he's playing really well. Um, He there was a play. uh, It was clipped. It was floating around on on Twitter quite a bit. The Lions were inside the 10 because I feel like they were there all game. Uh, and uh, Quinn went so, so quickly past Penisul that he made the tackle on a running play to the opposite side from behind. Like, that's how quickly he went past. So wasn't even out of his stance yet, and he was past him. Um, he's playing really well. He's healthy. I know he had some foot and ankle problems last year that they really didn't talk about a whole lot. Um, and Khalil Mack is playing well. He's actually getting home to the quarterback. And you know why he's getting home to the quarterback? Because they can't put all the pressure. They can't uh, double and triple team him because they have to account for Quinn. Last week, Sean Desai had a beautifully designed stunt blitz that got uh, Khalil Mack matched up on a running back. That was a thing of beauty. He literally jumped over the running back and got to golf. So Bears leading the league in sacks and uh, really, really happy about some of the stuff I've seen. And we get Danny Trevathan back this week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Hicks is going to miss this game. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it actually is, so I'm glad he's sort of game to game. It looked like it might have been a season-ending injury the way he left the field in pain. He, he only played one snap last week. Uh, but, yeah, really really happy with what Desai's done uh, with the Blitz and um, the Blitz designs and happy to get Trevathan back. I, don't, I, I think Trevathan's not going to start. Um, I, I, I think uh, Ogletree has done enough to, to maintain his starting position, but it's just going to be nice to have a, another solid veteran in there to uh, to spell him. 
but I'm still picking the Raiders for some reason. Oh. <laughs> I know that reverse mojo. Yep. Uh, Cleveland at the Chargers. This is a good game. This is going to be a real good game. I think this is going to be a good game. And, you know, I, I dig me some Baker Mayfield. But he's not been great. He's got a torn labrum. Yeah. And his non throwing shoulder. Um, again, this is the second time I've seen him get hurt tackling someone on an interception. He's got to. He's got to chill out with the big hits on, on interceptions. Uh, and if he wasn't hurt, I think his, his play is directly related to uh, Jarvis Landry not, not being on the field. And Odell is not the same Odell. Um, but I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers this game because I feel like they're the healthy team. Um, they're going to have a little trouble with Cleveland's defense, but I think Herbert makes enough plays to uh, to get them over the hump. And I think Cleveland's offense may struggle uh, to throw the ball, and they're going to load the box up on, on Chubb and Hunt to try and stop them. So I, I'm going to go Chargers. I wanted to go Cleveland. If you asked me at the beginning of the season who was going to win this game, I would have said Cleveland. But I think because Cleveland's a little banged up, uh, the Chargers take this. Well, you, you said something interesting. You said Baker's play is related to not having Jarvis Landry on the field. Is it related to not having Jarvis Landry on the field or, or to having, having Odell. Odell Beckham on the field? Did I you? He's not targeting Odell that much. He he did it in the Bears game quite a bit. Um, did you see the shade that Odell threw? I don't know why this isn't, and maybe I'm just interpreting this wrong. But when the reports came out about Baker's torn labrum, did you see the quote that Odell Beckham gave? I missed it. He says, "It's the same thing I've got. I've had it for ten years now. So it's almost like he's a bitch. I can play with it. So can he." Yeah. Now, uh, just not for nothing, but if he has a torn labrum, why didn't he get it repaired when he was out with his, his ACL? Yeah, everything else. Right. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I'm not a Beckham fan. I'm really not. I've, I've never, I've never liked Beckham. I've never liked him. Um, you know, he's, he really hasn't been, great since like his rookie year uh, he put up numbers but he was not great like he's not like some receivers like great receivers you can get on their back and they make plays beginning of the game to end of the game okay Odell does not Odell makes plays if, if he has one catch going to the fourth quarter, he's going to make sure he gets he's, – he, he's going to want his four or five catches, and he wants a big play. If he scores a touchdown in the in the second quarter, I feel like he checks out. He's like, I don't really have to do this. Yeah, I he's like, I got, I got my tutty. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm picking the Chargers yeah. as well. Listen, remember, Justin Herbert is pretty much guaranteed to win the MVP because I accidentally picked – Josh Allen, my future pet, when I meant to pick Herbert. 
So he's, you know, the Chargers are going to have a big year. I still really do not understand what they're doing um, with some of their, their passing game. Uh, even even Mike Williams yesterday had only or not uh, yesterday uh, on the Monday night game didn't have a ton of targets. Um, he's thrown to Guyton a lot. He's thrown to Jared Cook a lot, which I get. Um, it, it's I think I feel I, like there's I, the the best of their offense is yet to come, is what I feel. But I think for for young quarter quarterbacks especially, um, it's important to find the guy who is open and throw him the ball. Don't, don't say, all right, I, I want to get Mike Williams involved in the game. Let's force some passes to Mike Williams. Take the shit that's open and free to you. And I think that's what Herbert's doing. Yeah. But and when I, we talk I, I about- mean, I haven't watched the all 22, but Keenan Allen's one of, if not the best route runner in the NFL, I got to believe he's open on something more than like a six yard hitch. But I guess if that's what they but, have him running, then that's what he's Keenan, open on. I mean, Keenan Allen is the master of 100 catches and 940 yards. Yeah, and he doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns. He's never had double-digit touchdowns in his career. So. I like the Chargers at home as well. I, yeah, but I'm, going, I'm still going Chargers. Giants at Dallas. I see a lot of people picking giants plus seven in this game. Now se- seven's a pretty hefty amount of points, but I think the way Dallas's offense played last week against Carolina's defense, which is markedly better than the giants defense. I get that it's a divisional game. I think Dallas wins. I think they cover. I'm not comfortable enough to actually lay the bet. Um, Danny dimes has played pretty good. Sorry. Danny Dogecoin has played pretty pretty well this year. Um, I like what they did with Kadarius Tony last week. That that one uh, pass he took, he took yeah. it like fifty yards or something like that. That was uh, that that was nice. I mean, that's that's what you want. Out of him. That's why he drafted that's him. That's why he's there. He's yes. there to do stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, you know the Giants haven't been haven't been terrible. They're not a, a well coached football team, and their offensive coordinator is a blithering idiot. Um, is this a Jason Garrett revenge game? Um, I think the I think the Cowboys are going to um, go out there and they're going to say we know everything that Jason Garrett's going to try and do, and uh, they're going to exploit that. Well, Mike McCarthy probably won't exploit it. Yeah, I was about to say he'll use all his but, timeouts in the first thirty seconds, and then. Uh... But um, I, I see the giant. I, I mean, I see. I see the Cowboys winning this. I'm hoping they they uh, they win this throwing the ball because I'd like to see Ceedee Lamb have one of those two three touchdown games um, because uh, Nia's threatening to bench him. <laughs> uh, she she's she's got her finger on the button to bench him for Corey Davis. Corey Davis has had some games. Yeah, so uh, she's she's sticking with him. Uh, I'm I'm finding it harder and harder to defend him. So, but Dallas's formula this year has been what they should have been doing the last four years. Yep. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Throw it. Run the ball. Throw. You know, that's that's what they need to do. 
you know, because they come out and they fire and fire, you know, they've been throwing the ball over the place. They get behind 20 points, game's over. Then they start firing and firing and firing. They, you know, end up losing by seven, but Dak has 650 yards passing because they were just letting him throw. So, but as long as Dallas sticks with their, their game plan, they win this game. They're going to go on. They are going to win this division. Um, I think they could win a playoff game. You know, they could beat somebody, one of these playoff teams. Dallas is definitely um, a contender. Yeah. So. Uh, San Fran, Arizona, all you. All right. Um, I was I was torn with this game. Um, when I picked this game originally, I picked San Francisco. Um, then I hear Kittle's out and I, I'm going to stay with my pick. I'm going to stay with my pick, um, for the simple fact that I want to see how, how explosive, uh, Trey Lance can be. Trey Lance came in in the second half and, uh, huge running lanes immediately opened up, um, I am worried about uh, him turning the ball over. Um, so I kind of want to see what kind of safe passing game Kyle Shanahan's going to do. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, like play action boot to, to get some, you know, 10 yard stuff over the middle wide open. Uh, he definitely started off shaky last week and kind of calm down um, the big play to Debo helped, but he made some, he made some big time throws. The thing I love, the thing you got to love is um, he knows he's a little bit behind in his progression with, with passing. So he gets, you know, he's, he's looking, you know, probably one, maybe two receivers. And he's off. He's just taken off. Yeah. So that's and my question he, for you. How, how many how many rushing yards does Trey Lance have in this game? I think he has about eighty five rushing yards. The over is forty one and a half. I think he has about eighty five. He had forty something and a half of football. Um, I was I, I was very shocked to see the under at uh, the over at forty one and a half. I think I think low end. I think he has sixty some odd yards probably 60, 65, but I think he, he'll bust off like a 40, 45 yarder. I, I think there's going to be a couple of design runs for him. Um, right. Probably maybe even early on just to sort of get the ball, the, the yeah. get to move in the chains. And then I feel like, because Arizona has got a good pass rush. Um, right. And they're going to want to slow those. Yeah. Slow them down. I don't feel like, I think they're going to have to play zone a lot in this game because of the fear and the threat of Trey Lance running wild. I don't know. I, I don't see them being able to pass the ball to Just looking at some of the props here. I think they feel like it's going to be a tuck and run game because 41 and a half is not that high for what I think he's going to do, but it's the high it's, it's relatively high. They've got the over on Trey Sermon rushing yards at 24 and a half, which doesn't seem very high. Elijah, yeah. Elijah Mitchell at 51 and a half, but check, 
Oh, wait, that's three and a half. Oh, Debo Samuel over on rushing yards, three and a half. I feel like I, I would take they're not running the as many gadget plays. They're not running as many like jet sweeps and but do and they rushing. mix that in a little bit to to sort of keep the defense off balance in this game? Vegas doesn't think so. I don't I don't I don't see them using him like they're really not using they're not using him or Ayuk like that this year. No. No, I know they haven't been using haven't really been using Ayuk for anything except for no. one game. The last the last couple of games he's he's played more. Um he actually has made a couple of really nice catches. Um I'm, I don't know what the situation is over there. I'd like to know because there's something else going on. There has to be. There absolutely has to be. He's not being involved in the passing game. But I could see um, Trey Lance worked out with Ayuk pretty much all summer. I know they went off-site and they worked out together. So I could see Ayuk having one of those bigger games and put some plays in for him. Uh, He worked really well with Sherfield. Uh, all season, but I think it's going to be one of those kind of shootout games. Um, they, the 49ers since Kyle, Kyler Murray has come in have had a ton of problems dealing with him running the ball. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of teams have for sure. Like, and he, he's like been, he's been really effective at it this year in the red zone. I mean, he always has been, but right. The uh, thing is they rush for, and now with the way that uh, the way that Kyler Murray squirts out of plays, it's really um, limited Bosa because he's not he doesn't want to rush too far field and create. Yeah, because he's gonna if he gets away, which he can. Right, it's a problem. So uh, there's, there's got to be pressure up the middle. So Kinlaw and and Armstead have to get pressure up the middle, and if they get pressure up the middle. Um, San Francisco will stop Arizona, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game. And, uh, I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking the cards. Uh, I love yeah. what Murray's seen this year there. It's a divisional game at home. First start for Trey Lance. Uh, this just feels like, um, it, it's going to be too much for San Francisco to overcome. And they're still, they're still banged up in their secondary. Who's, who's, who's starting at corner for them. They're, they're starting, um, I believe Mosley and Norman. No, okay. Strong. Yeah, and, and Josh Norman again, you know, four weeks ago he was doing what we were doing. So uh that's he's actually you know. played well. He has, he has. I he's mean he's actually played well. But the, the thing with the, the 49ers secondary is they I think they have 10 pass interference penalties. Mm. And they're never and it's never the eleven yard pass interference. Yeah, they're, it's they're getting they're getting like and Arizona and can stretch the third field. And 12, uh, you know, 40 yard pass interference. Uh, ca- so if they're, if they're, if they're giving up plays like that, you know, they can cancel Christmas. <laughs> Buffalo at Kansas city. I'm, I'm going with San Fran. I'm going to give you another chance. All right. If, if I was not a 49ers fan, I would pick Arizona. Got to do what I do. Go for the reverse jinx. I'm not reverse jinx but, anything because here's the thing. If I pick Arizona and San Francisco wins, I won't pick San Francisco for the rest of the season. <laughs> I gotcha. 
a Buffalo at Kansas City. I just changed this. I had picked Buffalo. Kansas City is not going to continue. I, you and I have talked a lot about how Mahomes gets away with a lot of stuff. He hasn't He's been not getting away with it this year. Nope. He's turning the ball over. Their defense is equally shitty. At the same time, you've started to see Andy Reid lean a little harder on the running game. Yeah, as soon despite as the fumbles. Yep. Hilaire not being worth it. Yep. Yep. And they started giving him the ball. Really good games. Uh, well, when you have this, is the kind of thing that pisses me off. You've had uh, two high safeties playing 15, 20 yards off of the line of scrimmage for the last two years. And you refuse to run the ball. And then he does it, and everybody calls him a genius. <laughs> I'm like, so if you give me a math problem every day for 15 weeks and I get it wrong, and then you give it to me for the sixth, the 16th week and I say, ah, yeah, here it is, seven plus two is nine, you call me a genius. Eventually, you're going to solve it. Right. So, um, but I think the difference isn't going to be uh, Kansas City's offense. I think Josh Allen is going to wreak absolute havoc on Kansas City's um, defense. I, I think they're going to take whatever they can get from Kansas City and they're going to abuse it. Um, I think this could be one of those games that that Allen throws for 450 yards, Mahomes throws for 400 yards. But I think Buffalo is going to be the team that, you know, you're not going to get any stops on. The, the and passing. I got Buffalo going in the arrowhead and making the Chiefs two and three. Oh, would you say that makes Josh Allen the uh, front runner for uh, MVP at that point if he goes in and. Uh... It's. It's week five. I'm not. <laughs> and so the, the, the over on Josh Allen passing TDs is one and a half. So I think that's pretty easy. It's got some serious, serious juice though at minus two Oh five. Um, might have to look for an alt line on that one. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I guess I'm still in the, uh, I, I, I have a very hard time picking against Kansas city at home uh, school of thought. And uh, Buffalo's defense is definitely not as good as it's been. This is going to be a shootout. I think this is this is yeah. a game where you know we could we could see both teams scoring into the thirties. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what the over is on this game. I'm going to say like 54, 56 and a half. Yeah, it's good. this is going to, there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. Uh, but I'm I'm picking KC. Uh, last one. Uh, well, I almost said Baltimore, Baltimore. I don't know why I'm looking at this Colts symbol. <laughs> yeah, sorry, wrong, wrong year. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore, uh, after after that uh, loss early in the season, well, still early in the season, but they they still haven't looked fantastic to me. They they haven't they haven't looked fantastic, but they're doing some things that people didn't think they can do. Lamar Jackson, it has the highest average depth of target 
He's throwing downfield more than any other quarterback in the NFL. And his passer rating's not that bad, even with all those drops that um, Hollywood has had. So I, I, I don't want to say he's turned a corner, but he's no. certainly, I think he's at the point where he's realizing that he has to do this. Um, the offensive well, coordinator is calling it. You know what? He's missed a ton of, he's missed more throws badly than Hollywood's dropped. Um, I'm still not sold on, on, uh, Lamar doing it as a passer. Uh, I don't know how long he can keep this up either because he's leading the team in rushing. He's, you know, he's, you know, the quarterback, he's taking hits. This is not the, uh, this is not the recipe for, uh, longevity in the NFL. No, the way definitely, they have definitely play, not the way they have him playing right now. Um, but he, he doesn't take, he's, he's always been pretty good at not taking the big hit. So despite well, the fact hard, that he's running he's a lot, hard to hit. yeah, he's, he's hard wiggly. To get, so nobody's really loading up to, to hit, to, to, to hit him, but he's still taking some hits. He he's still sliding on the ground. I, I, those things start to add up, you know, and, you know, he hasn't shit himself this year, <laughs> which is a plus that we know of, but I, I'm not sold on, on his new, uh, downfield passing. So are you picking the Colts? No. Oh, okay. All right. Didn't think so. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still going Baltimore, but I feel like, a lot of what he has is is the benefit of schedule. Um, you can't tell me his his passing game has improved if you know they put up seventeen points against Detroit. Everybody's everybody has three. Everybody's you know to you know put up points on. Detroit. Yeah, they they needed a uh, a literally a historic field goal. To, to right. beat Detroit. Right. But Detroit's been in every game. Still winless, though. But they have been in every game to a certain extent. They've been getting, like, the 49ers were beating them by 20. Uh, they were beating the Packers at halftime, but then they ended up losing. Yeah, they ended up shit in the second half. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't. That's true. They haven't been a threat to win every game. Right. They haven't been a threat to win every game. Um, all game. You know, even when they had the big comeback against the 49ers, there was, you know, a lot of different it, That was garbage. They were, they were down, what, like 17 with like a minute was, and 38 seconds left, something right. like and, that. And you had a – you had a, a – uh, onside's kick hit off George George uh, Kittle's face mask. Yeah, there was some fluky had, shit. Yeah, a happened. bunch of things that that happened that made the game. The score was a lot closer than the game. Um, but you know, and they played the Bears. They had the ball inside the five yard line so many times. You know, three times. So no, I I think that's not a team that that you score seventeen points against. And three of them come in the – no, what was – they went 17 or – no, they didn't have 17, right? What, against against the Lions? 
Yeah. Uh, nineteen seventeen was the final. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. You scored nineteen points against. Yeah, they were down sixteen seventeen before the the boom. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sold on on. Well, look, I mean, they they were. Week one was a crazy shootout game with the with the Raiders. They lost uh, by six. Then they beat the Chiefs, and shit the bed sort of against the Lions and come away with it. But they manhandled the Broncos, who have played relatively well, um, but they did lose their quarterback in that game. So Broncos ain't playing nobody either. Um, yeah, the Bronco <laughs> the Broncos schedule's been pretty shit actually. Yeah, that's a, the Bron- Broncos were and uh, and Panthers were. Two teams where their defenses statistically looked absolutely fantastic, but the Broncos have played the Jets, Giants, Jaguars. So yeah, not great. Not yeah, great. So- all right. So we're both rounding out with Baltimore. All right. We will see. Uh, we've got well, definitely got some different uh, picks this week. So in a few minutes, we're going to go and we're going to watch uh, this Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder fight. Indeed. Can we take two minutes and, and, and dive into this. Okay. Um, I, I, let me tell you why I bet Wilder. <laughs> so I, I do think that, that Fury is probably going to win the fight. However, I know Wilder took it very personally and was a man on a mission to come out and, have a different result in this fight. Hired a new trainer. He's tried to add a lot of a lot of different elements to to his fight game. Whether he's successful or not, I don't know. But Tyson Fury has now had COVID twice. I know for a fact that he said he had um, more symptoms the second time than he said the first time. He I don't said think he had COVID the second time. You don't Honestly? think he. Why? I don't think he did. You know why? Because he just had a he just had a, a daughter. He just had a bit. Ba- his wife just had a baby and she had a lot of complications. I think they postponed the fight because of some of that. Oh, you, you think I, he I, think he made that shit up? I think he did. I don't think he I don't I, I, I really want I mean, to had COVID. he is a gypsy. He's a gypsy. He may he have cured. Can't trust COVID. a gypsy. But um, my thing is this. Okay. Wilder is the sexier pick. Even though Fury has beat the shit out of him. Twice. Twice. Like, there's, there's guys that you just don't have, you know, an answer for. Styles, styles make fights. Styles make fights. I I take the the boxer over the puncher. Okay, I don't think Deontay Wilder has some boxing skill. I'm not saying he can't box, um, but I don't think he's at the skill level of uh, Fury. And I and I think Fury's size negates. Uh, while there's a little bit of uh, uh, boxing skill. Yeah, he's he's not but, used to fighting boxers bigger than him. No, but I'll, I'll tell you the number one thing that I, 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 I that makes me feel that Deontay Wilder is not going to win this fight. I feel like guys 
who are on a mission to do something, don't make excuses. All right. This guy's had an excuse for everything. Everything. I really can't even stand to listen to him talk. I love how Tyson Fury has mind fucked him for the last like three and a half yeah. years. Um, first it was he had that 45 pound suit. Yeah, the heavy like, suit. You're making yeah. up excuses like somebody told you to wear a weighted fucking suit. Mm-hmm. The, you're in a boxing match. Fucking get a robe. Wear the robe to the ring and fuck take it off. Be like Tyson. Have a fucking towel and some bad intentions and not take your Zola. That's how you fucking go into a fight. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't go in there looking like a fucking reject, you know, look like uh look like gladiator. a cre- creative fighter like, from Soul Caliber. Right. You got you got fucking uh you know a, a 300 warrior uh fucked Robocop and then <laughs> you came out. Then He's making excuses that uh, Fury had tainted gloves. I bet it felt like he had tainted gloves when he was <laughs> not beating his shit out. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I feel like guys like that, I feel like if, if I was Fury, I would be like, listen, I don't think I prepared the way I should have. I didn't execute my game plan. You give me, like, we fight a third fight. And I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to, and, and that's how I'm going to win. Okay. I'll give you crap. Still don't think he would win. Because I just don't think that there's anything that he can do to beat Fury. I, I, He's got to land I, I, one of his haymakers. Look, look, that he has one chance. He has one chance to catch Fury with a huge shot and knock him out. Like, if this is a if this is a fight that goes the distance, I think it's a landslide victory for for Fury. It's funny you say that. I agree, but that's why I bet Fury or um, Wilder to Wilder. win in the decision. <laughs> so the odds were just too good. It was plus two thousand. So right. I, I got I got Wilder to win outright and um, uh, Wilder to win um, by decision or um, points. Which is not going to happen. Run- That's why the odds are so high. I keep running into people who pick who are picking Wilder, and I have offered money. Well, there's a whole app that will take take your money. FanDuel right. actually has increased odds on everybody's. It he's a heavy favorite. Look, Fury's a heavy favorite here. I think he's like minus two hundred odds just about right. everywhere. That's, that's why I'm not looking for FanDuel. They- I'm at the barber shop. They I'm got plus. The they shot. got plus one fifty for um, knock knockout or TKO. So I'm either one the, of those are doable. You know, you get into these, you get into the barber shop, and you get some heated discussions in there. And there's a barber in there, and I respect his opinion hundred percent. But he won't ever uh, put his put his money where his mouth is. No, he <laughs> he bet me twenty bucks. He took Wilder, and I'll be in there next week for my twenty bucks. <laughs> but there was. A whole barbershop full of people arguing with me. Wilder's going to do this. Wilder's going to do that. I was like, they fought twice already, and Wilder hasn't done any of this stuff. And then the big thing that came out uh, this week was uh, Fury's camp told everybody 
that he gained like 20, 25 pounds. He, and he, you know, he, he fought the last time they fought at 270. He weighed in last night at 277. So right. another mind fuck yeah. by the Gypsy King. Like even Skip Bayless, who, who was on the Fury train, was like, I don't know. He comes in at 290. You know, I just don't think he's moving around. I think he loses stamina. And, you know, Wilder, get him next. Wilder is actually 18 pounds heavier than he's ever fought. He's at 238. I think his highest is like 220, 221. So uh, I'm still going. I'm still going Fury, and I'm excited. I think I think Fury probably wins. Um, Tyson's got Fury, so that makes me think that it's it's yeah. a done deal. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that that uh, I'm hoping that that Tyson Fury wins. But you know, I I won't be I won't be disappointed. I won't be like totally dejected if Wilder wins. I'd like to see a, we a have, flashy we have an knockout heavyweight champion. But these are the only two heavyweights that I want to see fight. So it might be good if Wilder wins and they have a fourth fight. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, after Joshua lost last a couple of weeks ago, that uh, throws a monkey wrench into a lot of future fights. All right. Well, we will see. We will see what happens. They're singing the national anthem now. So let's get it on. Let's get it on. All right. Until next time. Hopefully that's next week. (laughs) (laughs) Stay classy. Wilder camp. No 50 pound suits. No, No excuses. No excuses. Peace.